Friday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me on Twitter at TheDanUrban. You can find the podcast at Couchside Judges, and you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review. And we talk about judging in MMA, so you should learn the criteria, which you can find at abcboxing.com. Dan, it finally happened. We are back in the lab together, recording in the same room. Yep, the lab, a.k.a. the spare bedroom, a.k.a. the closet. It is basically show surrounded by your uh, your old football jerseys. Uh, I see a pairs of, of jeans hanging from here. It's, it's quite an aesthetic, but I believe it does make it easier to record. In this room because it kind of soaks up that yeah. uh, that sound, yeah. right? Good, this was by design. This this totally, obviously hundred yeah. percent, yeah. But the big story, yes, we're we're finally recording together in the same place. We're not doing it from our, our respective homes because now I'm two weeks out from my second COVID shot. You've already got that, and uh, things things feel just a little more uh, comfortable. I think, especially for me, somewhat normal. Somewhat normal, and I had yeah. a somewhat normal day today. You know, we, we took the family down to uh, Point Pleasant, had a fun time, went to the aquarium. Yep. Yeah. I, I know that boardwalk well. Yeah? Yep. All right. A little too well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really great, night, and it's a pleasure to be back in your physical company as well for the first yes. time in, in a long time, sir. Yes. It's been a while. And And what perfect timing, because also going back to normal maybe a little too normal uh is the ufc traveling schedule they are going down to jacksonville this weekend for ufc 261 three title fights full fans in attendance at the weird arena that they play uh, was what's it called veterans vice star vice star Vistar veterans yeah, memorial like arena in jacksonville uh great name just rolls off the tongue but yeah, they're going to have a full crowd. Still feel weird about it personally, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Just hope everything it's, goes okay. I think it's time. Let's let's we'll be good. Uh, Optimism. Well, well I, I'll we'll be optimistic. It's not much we can do, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it so, doesn't really matter if we're optimistic or pessimistic. This thing's happening. It's going to happen. Three title fights. Yes, that is that is definitely exciting. And obviously, we've got in the in the headliner, it's Kamaru Usman against Jorge Masvidal, a fight that we saw uh, nine months ago and don't seem to expect too much different, but we'll, we'll get to our predictions later, but it's, you know, I know you've been kind of down on this booking. I don't like it. You don't like it at all. We'll, we'll deal with that later. Uh, we've got Valentina Shevchenko putting the flyweight title on the line against, I think, probably the most credible challenger she's had in a couple of years uh, in Jessica Andrade. Yeah, that should be... Uh... We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that later. I'm just breaking it down. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to go crazy. And then, of course, the other title fight we have is Zhang Weili, who is coming back after fighting in the last UFC event that was in front of a full crowd of fans. Way back at the beginning, way before the pandemic happened. So 25 years ago or like 13 months. <laughs> yeah, back in March 2020. Yep, yep. And she's going against uh, Rose Nami Yunus here this weekend, of course. But I think because of kind of this full circle nature of having Zhang be on this card, she was on the last card in that absolute classic fight where she beat Joanna Jacek. I think this is the fight we have to do, Dan. We have to do splitting headaches. 
with that fight because that was a classic. It was a split decision. It was the greatest women's fight of all time. One of the greatest mixed martial arts contests, gender regardless, in my opinion. Yeah, it was an excellent fight. Amazing fight. No brainer, even though I gave you some flack for picking it. You did. I, I know I know you were looking for something that, you know, maybe wasn't gonna do four split rounds out of five, probably, but I mean we have to. I, I was too excited to see this one. I appreciate you uh kind of rolling yeah. over and dying on this one for me because this uh, I just I was so happy to watch this fight again. Yeah, it, I mean it was a solid fight. There's, there's no way to put it. Yeah, and, so. and I and I definitely had a lot of fun watching it over again uh, in your company, sir. That's the first time we've gotten to watch a live, oh, and this wasn't a live fight, but a fight in each other's yep. presence since yep. I had you over the one time uh, last year, too, and, and we sat on opposite sides of the room, and I made you stay away from me, we opened all the <laughs> windows, and I took all the precautions I could. <laughs> hey, you had to be safe. Hey, that's what we were doing. That's what, I appreciate you uh, sticking out with me, sir. But yeah, so, so let's get into splitting headaches here for this fight. And like I said, there are four rounds that we're going to be dissecting here because four out of five rounds had splits. But before we do that, I guess I should probably set it up, right? Yeah, break it down. Okay. So like we mentioned, this was last March. It was uh, March 7th, 2020. The co-headliner of UFC 248, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. There were actual fans there, a ton of them, just like we'll have this weekend, And as I mentioned. Uh, and it was Kind of, we didn't really know it at the time, but that was going to be the swan song for, you know, normal sports for a while. <laughs> for, yeah, the following week, everything shut down. Everything shut down. That stunk. Uh, but this one, they, they sent us out with a banger here and, and, and a clanger and the, the headliner of that one, which was, of course, the really terrible Israel Adesanya title defense against Yoel Romero. We're not going to be talking about that one, though. No. That was... Oh, God. I hope we never watch that one again. <laughs> Although some... I almost feel like we need to pick, like, terrible fights like that someday and break down, like, yeah. why? I don't know. Just, Just to, to punish ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. self-flagellation. Why not? Uh, but yeah, so so Zhang's coming into this fight, taking us back a year. She had... She was making her first strawweight title defense. She won the title from Jessica Andrade, of course, who's be fighting this weekend uh, in her native China the previous August. She's 30 years old, 20 and one, having only lost her debut by decision in 2013. And supposedly that fight, Dan, while recorded as a pro fight, was really an amateur bout. Now, it is what it is. But it's kind of conjecture at this point, but there is at least an argument that some can make that Zhang Weili has never actually lost in a professional MMA contest. It's, you know, it's semantics, it's technical, it's whatever. But, I mean, realistically, the woman is, she looks awesome. Yeah, she's great. And uh, and then, of course, Joanna Janjacek coming in. She's 32 years old. She had been the champ, as we all know, from 2015 through 2017. Defended the belt several times. Excellent career to this point. But she actually lost three of five coming in here. But they were... You know, two amazing fighters in Chevchenko and Nama Yunus, who are, of course, fighting this weekend, and those were all in title fights. Uh, she moved to 16-3, and three, though, the previous October with a very clear and definitive five-round victory over Michelle Waterson. Mm-hmm. Judges for this one, we've got Mike Bell, Derek Cleary, and Eric Cologne, and the referee, Keith Peterson. Good old Keith, Twitter army. No nonsense. That's what they say. <laughs> You ever heard that? Anyone ever say that? I made that up. <laughs> yeah, I did not make that up. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's hop in though, Dan. Round one. This is uh, like many of these rounds, pretty close. What did you see? Uh, quite a close round. I mean, it started out pretty good with Yuan landing the leg kicks, and then Zhang finally, maybe a minute in, decided 
you know, I'm going to give some back. And I thought she landed the bigger shots, got the way better reactions, uh, I thought. Every time she landed, Joanna had to reset. And uh, they each got hit a lot. It's yeah. just Zhang had higher impact. Yeah, I think I think you kind of addressed the thing there. It's really, you, you have Joanna looking very solid in the beginning of the round. Uh, it wasn't just the kick. She was landing some good punches in there as well um, and, and getting some good reactions, like you said, impact and that kind of thing. But yeah, Zhang... I think she just starts to take over. I think it's a little later in the round where I felt she was really starting to get into it a little bit more. Um, but I had it for uh, Zhang in this one as well. Yeah, ten nine. I got no. I, I mean, there's there is nothing in this fight that looks remotely like a ten eight. So, yeah, we're, so we're we're only talking about who wins wins the round uh, with the nine here. Uh, but yeah, this was this was of course a split round uh, with Bell and Cologne seeing this one for Zhang, giving her the early lead on the uh, on the actual judges cards. Derek Cleary had a 10-9 Yoana. Well, before we move on, how how much of this fight did you or how much of this round did you kind of struggle over the winner? Did you did you feel pretty good uh, about Zhang? I'm, I thought it was close. I was like, oh man, if this round stays this way, it's gonna be tough. But Zhang, I thought, put a stamp on it kinda. So Yeah, I think so too. I I do feel good about it. I don't think giving this one to Yoana is a bad score. Or anything like that. I, I just, I think you can watch this round. And I think from sitting at home, it's much easier to say Zhang Weili won this round. That's that's how I feel. But I, it, something happened during this fight. And I, I'll leave it to that round when it happened. But I had some kind of epiphany. So Oh, okay. I will, I will wait, wait till that round. An epiphany. But I'm, it, it has I'm looking to, forward it ha- to this. It has to do with what you... The subject you were just uh, going down. Oh, all right, all right. Now you got me on uh, pins and needles. I've got a little suspense here. Now I kind of want to move on. Let's just <clears throat> jump into round two, right? What happened? Yeah, let's go. round two. I, I thought Joanna started pretty strong, but it wasn't. She wasn't pulling away, but she was definitely starting stronger than than she did in the, the previous round. Jean kept it close, but then she started landing the big shots, and that was it, really. That was it, really. That was it, well, really. well said. So, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that's a pretty accurate assessment of what happened here. Obviously, there's a lot more going on here right. because she, there's a I ton mean, of strikes coming, you know, from both yeah, sides. Yoana was landing good combos, finishing with strong leg kicks, and then Zhang just started throwing her combos back. And every time she lands, it's just so much more powerful. And it, I, I felt that. But Yoana did also finish the round strong, so I can see someone making a case for Yoana. I think she lands a uh, a toe kick to the face. The big toe landed flush, kind of wobbled Yang, Zhang, uh, and then they had some kind of headbutt ish issue. But yeah, there, it was Yoana uh, comes in there, and it seems like her head kind of uh, absorbs or or gets absorbed by the jaw of Zhang Wiley. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, look, if the referee doesn't see it and stop mm-hmm. it and point out that it's an illegal strike or anything like that, then judges are under no obligation to overlook it. You know, it's technically considered a legal strike. Yeah, the, the head kick was, the head kick had good impact too. So it was, it was a solid end of the round for her. I just didn't think it was enough to give it to her. I agree. I, I do think it's close enough that I can understand uh, why the judges had some splitting here, you know? Yep. I, I mean, like I said, a lot of these rounds are going to be like that. Uh, in this case, uh, it was Cleary and Cologne who saw this one for Zhang. So, so far at this point, we have... Each of these two rounds, while split, two out of three are seeing it for Zhang, which is how both you and I saw it. I also saw it for for Zhang here. So I have a 20 to 18 uh, uh, for Zhang. And that is actually the same card that Eric Cologne has. 
uh, Mike Bell here, he was the uh, the out judge who gave it to Joanna. So both Bell and Cleary, they've got it tied at 19 apiece. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I don't see that as a as anything to 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 fret about, you know. Yeah, no one's really pulling away. No, yeah, so but it's not for lack of trying. I mean, yeah. sometimes you've got you know fights where it's like, gosh, I wish someone would just put a stamp on it. Yeah, these ladies, they're, they're trying both to kill trying. Yeah. They're they're doing their damnest. Definitely trying to kill each and, other, and it's and it's so much fun to watch. It's really enjoy, and and you can kind of start to see a little bit of a uh, little bit of swelling start to develop on oh, uh, yeah, on just... Missy on Chay <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit, just a bit. <laughs> uh, that'll that'll come into play later. <laughs> Now, round three, we don't have to go into this one because this was the only round of the fight where all the judges agreed. I think everybody agrees that even as close as this round was, this was a Joanna round. Yeah. I thought this was the easiest round of the fight. So Easiest round of score. Yeah. Uh, I also I also think Zhang took a, was still recovering from the headbutt, probably. It's entirely so possible, sure. She had to get carried to her corner. So I think she kind of cruised this round. That's possible. But, but either way, Joanna 100% wins this round. But you know, there's you don't you don't watch this round and say, oh, "Okay, that uh that Zhang is not really like in this. She's just not winning this round." Yeah, that's fair. You know, it it's it's uh I would say it's a close but clear round. Does that sound fair? I thought it was I don't think it was all that close. You didn't think it was that okay. No. I, I mean, I mean she, it was competitive. I'll say com- it's competitive, you know what? But competitive but clear. I think that's so, probably a good way to. Yeah, it wasn't it was that's a good way to phrase it. I like that. Um, so yeah, now because everybody has it for Joanna here, we've got two judges who have Joanna up twenty nine twenty eight, and that is Mike Bell and Derek Cleary. Whereas Eric Cologne, he sees it the same way you and I have it twenty nine twenty eight for Zhang. Okay. Round four. Now things are uh, are starting to really tighten up, even on our cards, right? Yeah. This. Did you? Th- but let me ask you this before you even go into it. Did you think this was the closest round of the fight? I thought the last two rounds were kind of the closest. Okay. I but actually particularly thought this round. This was. one is definitely very close. So, because mm-hmm. they start the, they start the round just smashing each other, and you're like, oh, who's hitting harder? Who's getting the more effective shots? And I thought- So much back and forth. Joanna was slightly better, I thought. She had the good knees and the good elbows. I thought her leg kicks were good. She landed a head kick early. I thought she was just a tad bit better. Yeah. I'm with you, man. That that's exactly right for me. I think I think uh, you know we had on the commentary a lot of talk of you know oh Wiley she's losing steam. Joanna's mm-hmm. kind of just still still cruising at this point. She's mm-hmm. able. To, I don't know that that's necessarily what it was uh, from from Zhang here. I think it really just had to do with the fact that a couple strikes one way or the other. You could mm-hmm. go you could go the other way here. This was this was my epiphany round. Oh okay, I gotta hear this. So. Yang lands a left hook to the nose, and Zhang Zhang lands the left hook to the nose of Joanna, mm-hmm. and Joe Rogan's immediately like, well, she just hooked her nose crooked. And I'm like, you know what? Joe Rogan always points out solid and usually accurate damage right away. So how much of an advantage is it to be cage side? Because I can never tell that damage right on the screen. Of course. Stuff like that. So I'm like, being cage side is just such an advantage. Oh, heck yeah. But And people think the TV might be better. Like, oh, you got to give them monitors and everything, which I, I think it do help, but still. It's a tool. That was That's... something I was like, yeah, all right. Now it's clicking in my head. Cage side's better. You only got to this epiphany 
during round four of this fight when we just watched it, my man? It just clicked or something. I wow. Mean, okay. I mean, hey, you know what? That's fine. You got there. But I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that because that is something that we've been told by a few judges. You know, Ben Cartilage, they say, you know, it's, it's good to, you know, this is a tool. You know, the, these monitors are tools, but you need that extra data, that input, that, that feedback that you get from being cage side. It's it's just here and it, it just clicked. That's like, you know what? He always points out damage right away that I can't see on the screen. I do have terrible eyesight. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But up close like that, I guess you really can see it much clearer. Uh, I mean, I would think so. so it's definitely, you know, because as, as much as high def is certainly better than we used to have and all that, it's mm-hmm. just, it can't capture everything like that. You know, yeah. you don't you don't get the same depth perception mm-hmm. watching it on a flat screen yeah. like that. I mean, if we're watching in some sort of three-dimensional VR type of setup, maybe it'd be a little different. I don't yeah. know. But we don't have that yet. We ain't there. <laughs> we only have what we have. And and yeah, I, I think that's why I try to tell people, you know, when I'm when I'm talking on social media or I'm, you know, sitting at sitting at home and tweeting my scores and, you know, pretending to be a judge, even though very, very uh contritely and admitting that I am not a trained judge. And I try not to, mm-hmm. you know, outside or step outside of kind of the bounds of that but what i try to remind people of is hey listen you just don't have everything they have you're you're at home you don't hear it you don't see it you can't look in their eyes you can't you can't get all of these things you you you're missing that feedback and it it's kind of a, a humbling process that you just need you need to humble yourself to understand what you don't have available for sure yeah cage side you get all the senses i just the damage portion, I, I think it just clicked better for me. Oh, good. After well, I'm glad you're there. That, welcome, so. welcome to the- uh, The club? The club, the, the light side of the force <laughs> or, or whatever, you know, the Jedi temple. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, back back to this. Obviously, we kind of strayed from from what we're talking about here. This this was a Yoana round on both of our scorecards. We both mm-hmm. saw this for uh, for young Jacek, and that ties it up at 38 apiece on our cards. For sure. What do the judges got? Uh, well, Mike Bell and Derek Clear, they had this one- for Zhang, okay. actually, All right. this was the only time during this fight where you and I essentially did a couchside override. We disagreed with the majority yeah. mm-hmm. uh, here, and you know, we'll save the noise because it, it wasn't really <laughs> true. We're not really doing a couchside override here. They didn't exist when this fight happened. We'll save it. But uh, but so we we agreed here with Eric Cologne, and we've agreed with him in lockstep for four rounds now. We have the same card. He's got it tied at 38. But incidentally, Bell and Cleary also have it tied at 38. And none of the judges, despite the fact that they all ended up at 38 apiece, mm-hmm. had the same card through four rounds. That's why it's a splitting headache. It's a splitting headache. And and it's certainly, uh, we're, we're hopefully taking the, the headache away from you by trying to break it down a little bit. You know, judges, trained judges, they don't need, they don't need us to point that out. But hopefully anyone who's, you know, more interested in, that side of it and you know wants to have a little in- intellectual thought about this kind of thing and, and the theory of it and then just you know have fun t- talking about an old fight yeah. is really what it comes down to right pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of headaches yoana definitely has one in the words of dc she's getting punched in that thing on her head oh my goodness her head starting in round three actually we didn't even mention it, it was round three is where the giant swelling over you know kind of above her right eye temple it just, it looks like there's something trying to crawl out Listen, of I, her brain. I don't want to be mean, but this is a, this is a reference you're going to get. Did you play the Simpsons game, the arcade game as a kid? I did. The bonus level when you got to pump up 
the balloons of the characters' heads. Oh yes, until they go. Yeah, absolutely. That, that her head was similar to that. I play that anytime we went yeah. to Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. And I and I wish that they had that arcade game at some of the arcades at Point Pleasant, but nonetheless, they didn't have any old school arcades no. except for uh, uh, Miss Pac-Man. You're gonna have to go to one of those barcades. They got oh, I like barcade. Old, I yeah. we used to go to that one when I lived in Jersey City. Yeah, they got solid games. They do, they do. But uh, yeah, back back to the fight here. Like I said, everybody's got it tied at 38. You and I do. All the ju- actual judges who mattered did. They just got there differently. Round five, the moment of truth. What happens? Yeah, I, I misspoke earlier. I definitely round four was the closest round of the okay. fight. But yeah, round five, I thought Zhang wins it. She it was clear she landed the harder shots, and I thought they were like really hard, like earth shattering kind of. Really, like, every time because Joanna would kind of like. Her head would wobble when she got hit. Mm-hmm. I thought she was pretty clearly the more impactful fighter, but it was still close. Joanna had some good moments in this yeah. round, though. She really did. Mm-hmm. I I was impressed with her, and it was actually closer than I kind of remembered it being. Uh, because my scorecard, I didn't even look it up between you know the time we decided to do this fight, the time we watched it. I made sure to watch it after or, or look up my scorecard after because we talked about this fight you know, a year ago on this show when it was in its infancy, and we certainly didn't understand the criteria the way we do now. Nonetheless, I ended up with the same score. I don't remember my score. Yeah, I don't remember what yours is. I, I didn't actually listen to so. the show. I just found my notes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I had this one for uh, for Zhang as well. So I gave the fight to her 48-47. You're right. I think it's the the impact that she's getting from her blows is, is the the immediate impact, which mm-hmm. is what you grade to a higher degree. I think it's there for her just in more frequency you see it more frequently you know yeah as opposed to it definitely happening for Joanna, but i just don't think she could keep up with how frequently she was able to land these like highly effective immediately impactful blows well yeah throughout the whole fight every time zhang lands you're not getting an immediate counter from Joanna for the most part usually she's stepping back before going again yes and i think that's so. part of that is just kind of the way she fights yeah to a degree but yeah, I mean, she's that you can't fight like that and expect to win necessarily. It doesn't it's unless not a good look unless you're dealing your unless your offense is just superior. Absolutely, and, and that's the it, problem. So. Is she doesn't. Joanna doesn't typically have that true, you know, one punch power that really messes fighters up. You know, she gets by with a lot of excellent leg kicks, uh, which obviously do great damage on their mm-hmm. own right, and she gets by with some really excellent volume. But when it comes to that one punch power, we just haven't seen as much of it throughout her UFC career. And I think that's probably the one thing that's held her back. Granted, at straw weight, that's rare. It just is. There's only so many fighters that we see with that level of power in this 115-pound weight class in the UFC. And that's why we end up with so many you know, split rounds, split decisions, these kind of things at 115 pounds for the Mm -hmm. women. Um, As it's basically the hardest weight class to judge, more or less. And I think the fact that we have four out of five split rounds in this title fight, that's reflective of that, too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But yeah, so the the actual judges, the ones that count, as we know, Zhang won the fight, but it was because Mike Bell and Derek Cleary gave it to her 48-47, ended up being the final score as well. Eric Cologne, for the only time this fight, sees it differently than you and I do. He had it 10-9 for Joanna and thus 48-47 for the fight for her. Okay. I mean, it was, it was a close fight on the whole, so... Yeah, I don't. I don't I, think there's a bad scorecard among really. them. As sometimes people have a hard time kind of accepting the fact that there's going to be fights 
where the judges are just going to be all over the map. And it's almost like, it's like an enraging thing. It's like, God, why can't these judges see it? It's like, how about we just acknowledge the fact that what we watched was an insanely close fight that a robot would have ta- a tough time coming up with yeah. a result that made you happy. And then, and you loved it up until. Oh, heck yeah. Up until the decisions read. So, and then you have a problem with it? No, you were entertained. You're good. Fortunately, I don't think there were a lot of cries for that after this fight. I think people were generally satisfied with the winner, especially Joanna's face didn't really pass the eye test. No. So <laughs> I, I, I said to you right after we just watched it, I said, yo, you know, I said, Zhang looks like she was in a fight. She really does. Like mm-hmm. she hurt her face shows it you know her nose is beat up she's got some blood mm-hmm. there she's 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 showing the marks of you know hundreds of strikes landed whereas Joanna looks like and and i'm not trying to be cruel but she definitely looks like she got hit by a car and was peeled off like a cartoon <laughs> character and not puffed up the right way it's just it you know, fortunately she was able to you know get the swelling down and after going to the hospital and recovering and she seems to be Perfectly back to normal, you know, from a from a physical uh, uh, exterior standpoint, and hopefully, uh, once she decides to take a fight again, hopefully there are no ill effects from this fight yeah. as well, because it was such a classic fight. You hate when uh, you know a classic fight also comes at the cost of a fighter's career, and I don't know that that's what we had here. I hope not. We'll see. Uh, I mean, Usman says every fight you have takes something out of you. Oh, I bet. So, uh, especially in, in an emotional and mental way. Yeah, and so I. I I'm sure there's something, maybe not to a great degree, but might be something there for them. And, you know, before we even step away from this fight, one thing I wanted to point out, too, is I think it was in round five, Joe Rogan says, he finally says something that he doesn't acknowledge too often, is that it's basically impossible to call a fight yeah. and score a fight. Yep, he did say that. And as much as he'll sit there and he'll, you know, on fight nights and be like, you know, it should have been this way, should have been that way. He's, I think he's gotten better in recent years about kind of staying away from going crazy about decisions. But yeah, he's he's kind of an emotional guy. He'll just kind of go off on on his reaction and instinct pretty quickly. So sometimes yeah. he'll he'll abandon that. But I think deep down he really does understand the fact that what he does does not allow him to accurately do the thing that he's criticizing often, right. which is the the judging. And I hope we get that dream team. I think they're the best. Uh, Rogan, DC, Anik. I'm sure that's what we'll have. I mean, I don't know who's commentating this weekend, but I mean, Rogan does all the pay-per-views domestically. Uh, I don't see why he wouldn't do this one. Annex obviously on them too. And, you know, DC, he's been the main guy, so he'll probably do it, right? Yeah, they entertain me the most, so. (laughs) They are are definitely entertainment, and DC has incredible knowledge, uh, and and obviously Rogan adds his his flavor, and Annex does a good job balancing them out. But I don't know. I don't know who my favorite team is. That's another show. We don't need to do that now. But, yeah, so that does it for that fight, splitting headaches. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how other people scored that fight. So if anybody's listening and they want to share how they had scored that fight, if they want to watch it again, you know, feel free, you know, tweet us out, tag us, whatever you want to do. Yeah, let us know. For sure. And, and, uh, and of course, we will be talking about Zhang's return to the cage this weekend. But before we do, before UFC 261, PFL is also coming back this week. Yes. And I think that bears a little bit of discussion, too, just because they've bulked up their roster a little bit. This weekend will be the debut on Friday night for one of their biggest signings of the past year, uh, because they didn't have a season last year. It was postponed to this year. Anthony Pettis, who jumped from UFC off of a win, and now he's fighting in their 155-pound weight class. If he wins it all, all the way through the season to the championship, he wins a million dollars. 
That's a nice payday. It's a nice payday. He's he's had good paydays in his career, I'm sure. Oh, sure I don't, yeah. know, a million dollars is certainly a million dollars. It is oh, what yeah. it is. But you know, for someone like I mean, anybody couldn't could see a million dollars being a tantalizing prize. And you know, I have to say, as much as the 155 pound weight class that he'll be competing in, their their roster is solid. It's got some really talented fighters in it. I just it's hard not to look at him as at least, if not the favorite, he's definitely one or two. Yeah, I haven't looked at all of their uh, 55ers. Is, this, is it a tournament or is it like a kind of a, more of a season and then they go into a playoff type? Okay, thing? so it is a season. It, it, they treat it, what they tell me every time I speak with uh, the, the people from PFL is they really mm-hmm. want people to understand it the way you understand watching like a traditional sports league mm-hmm. where they have a regular season, a playoff, and a championship. The regular right. season in this case consists of six events. They have... Six weight classes. So what they do is each weight class competes twice during the regular season. Okay. So like this weekend, 155 pounds and also uh, fly or excuse me, featherweight, 145 pounds will be in action. So they'll just do two weight classes at a time per event. Yeah. Each one will compete twice. These guys will be come back around in June uh, to fight again after this weekend. And uh Basically, you score points. I'm going to try and do it really quick because I don't want to go crazy. But the, you score points based on how well you do. If you get a win by decision, you get three points. Third round uh, finish, four points instead. Uh, a second round finish will be five. The max you can get is a first round finish, six. Uh, if you lose, no points. If you miss weight, you lose a point. Uh, there's, you know, it gets a little more complicated than that. Like draws, every everybody gets a point instead. Okay. That's it. You know, I don't want to go crazy, but nonetheless, the top four fighters will move on to, uh, presumably in the fall, there will be a three event playoff. So, so how many fights do each weight class have? Does each fighter in the weight class throughout the, the entirety of the, the year for the season? Oh, it's the season. It's just two each. Two fights. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you only have two fights to prove that you deserve to be in the semifinals. So gotcha. You, you know, okay. it, there's an impetus to try and finish fights because mm-hmm. you know if you get, let's say you get two first round finishes, you're you're a total lock to go on unless yeah. yep. somehow five of them do that, which I don't think yeah. is possible. It's probably not. Uh, so you get those guys moving on, and there's also a women's division, so it's not just guys. Okay. Uh, they're not in action this week though. So. They would go on. I'm guessing it's going to be in like October because that's where it's been yeah. in, in previous years. And then the championship event, the first two seasons was at the Hulu Theater at uh, at MSG. Mm. I'm going to guess that if they can make it happen, that's where it's going to be too. No details for that one either. So um, you know, this is just this is just yeah. conjecture and, and educated guesses. Uh, so yeah, that's what it would be. It would be the finals would go down at that event. All right. That that awesome. cover for you. It sounds it sounds awesome. So. It it is interesting. I, I like the concept, and I like the fact that they are willing to experiment. They're looking into ways to experiment, and kind of, you know, me. I, I like to think outside the box, so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how it goes. You know, they've they've got work to do to, I think, build up their perception mm-hmm. in fans' minds. I think from from their perspective, I think they probably assume or want to be thought of as the number two in the world behind UFC. And I think in fans' minds, it's very clearly Bellator. Uh, oh, so they'll have to yeah. they'll have to do work and prove that their model and is more interesting and and their fighters are better and their fights are better. So we'll see. One thing I'll say though, and you'll like this, their cage is 28 feet in diameter, which is somewhere between the apex cage and the full cage in the UFC. Is it a, a is it round? No, it is a decagon, ten De- sides. Ten-sided. Okay, I like that. So there's there's sides, but it's it's a lot of them. All right, interesting. You can count to ten. That's how many sides there are. Hey, then everyone gets a clear panel. Then, yeah, so, 
that's that's good that they do in theory. So, uh, you know, I'll be watching. Of course, you'll be watching. Uh, and and the main fight, the the headliner of the event is Pettis going against Clay Collard. I don't know if you remember Clay Collard. I, first, I'm hearing of him. Okay, so he fought in the UFC for a little while, not not too many fights, and then he he was gone. But last year and in the past few years, he actually made a, a real run at trying to be a professional boxer. Oh. And he had like an amazing run last year, just beating these fighters. Nobody expected him to beat in like kind of bigger spots. So he was, he was kind of in the running for kind of an underdog fighter of the year kind of thing. Right. He wasn't at the championship level or anything, but he was a very interesting fighter uh, to watch. He did, I believe, I believe he did lose actually, but yeah, he he had a really good run. He kind of raised his profile a little bit, especially in fans' minds. He'll be an interesting fighter to see. I think if we get. You know, I think Pettis, I would imagine, is going to be leaning on the wrestling here because he is more well-rounded. But we'll see. We'll see what kind of fight we get. It could be interesting. Right. I'm I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. And the other fighter who, who you should be watching, of course, uh, at 155 is Nathan Schultz, who won the first two seasons of PFL. So he is a two-time millionaire. Looking to go for three times. Mm-hmm. Sa- same thing at 145 pounds. Lance Palmer is their two-time reigning champion. Oh, wow. And and honestly, I, I see this one as it's going to be very hard for someone to come along and beat him. He hasn't lost in PFL yet. Okay. It's been a while since he's even lost a fight. He's a really talented fighter. We'll have to I think in. you'll like him. All right. I'm down for it. But yeah, that's that's obviously for PFL. Let's get to the main course, right? UFC yeah. 261. I think we got to start with Usman and Masvidal. That's, yeah, that's start the big with the main one here. event. What um, what are you thinking here? I know, look, I, we've already been over it. You're not a big fan of the booking, but like, I'm not a big. What fan are you of, thinking here? I'm not a big fan of the booking because I just don't think it's the best fight they can make that sells. Oh, I, I, I completely disagree with you on the idea of it selling. It's still going to sell. It'll sell, thing. but I don't think it's the the top dollar maker. In that division, I think Usman and Colby would sell better. But I, I disagree. I don't think it's that much different. And also, Colby plays way too hard. It sounds like uh, in negotiations well, for the yeah. UFC's liking. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of the man. Let's be honest. I'm, but yeah, it's it's really a case where I think he seems to have a different value in mind for what he's worth than the UFC does. And the UFC says, well, we don't need you. We've got other guys. It's just, I, I mean, did no no one watch the first fight? Was it remotely interesting? It I, wasn't, but so. I, I mean, I'll say this, even from speaking to, I spoke to both fighters. I spoke to Usman and I spoke to Masvidal. Even Usman thinks it would be interesting to see what, or at least he's saying that to promote, you know, we'll take that for what it is. But he's saying, hey, look, the guy really wasn't training the same way. He can't, he cut a lot of weight. He He didn't get the chance to fight. He said he wants to see what he can do, you know? I mean, he he changed his tune because he said the whole. Of way. course, he said, "I know you were training for me the whole time." Uh, he, and he so, did say he added that too. He he he's still sticking with that, but okay. I think I think what he is saying is that he'd like to see what a real full on Masvidal is. Yeah, okay. what what I mean, it could be an interesting test for him. Listen, Again, this could be selling talk. It probably is, but I want to point out I like Masvidal. I enjoy watching him fight. Mm. Just don't like this booking. All but, right, fair enough. Well, okay. well, then what's going to happen? I mean, is it going to be a five round decision again? What do you say? Yeah, Usman wins. I, I think he gets two ten eight somewhere in there. Well, maybe not because they they had to cut back. But that's true. Yeah, we're I we're think, definitely seeing less of so, these ten eight. So who knows? What I'm we're thinking get. Usman by decision. Maybe Masvidal doesn't gas this time. He just gets held down and beat up. Okay. So. Yeah, I I think it's got to be a decision. I I think I think there will be a little more competitiveness to this fight because Masvidal does have a good gas tank. He didn't have one last time, and mm-hmm. but he he he's known for better conditioning than what we saw 
And that is that is the one thing that I think checks out when you talk about the fact that he wasn't the same fight last time. Because there there is a distinct difference in the way Masvidal typically looks in fights than the way he looked in that fight. Yeah, and I mean, also, I guess maybe make it interesting, Gilbert kind of rocked Usman in the first round of their fight. Yeah, sure. Did that play, does that play any role, maybe? We no, I don't chin think a bit. so. I don't think so either, but hey, trying to make something interesting out of this. So <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, I would say... Masvidal's just too durable to be finished. He really is mm. one of the most underrated durable fighters, I think, out there. I think people just think of him as kind of a hard hitter, but he's also somebody who he's got a lot of survivability, even, even when you yeah. kind of throw hard stuff at him. He doesn't even get in a lot of trouble, typically. Not big trouble, anyway. So, But yeah, I would say clear, unquestioned second straight decision for Usman, and then we'll never see these two fight again. So what, what about though the uh, the co headliner here the hundred forty uh, the hundred twenty five pounds excuse me women's title fight uh, Shevchenko put it on the line against Andrade this is the odds here are much closer because usually uh, Shevchenko is like a thousand you know minus a thousand on the odds and this one's actually closer to kind of minus four hundred range still a big favorite but a much closer thing how do you see this one uh, I say get your value on uh, Valentina okay I mean I'm not trying to turn so, this into a, a betting yeah. uh, show oh, but you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> If Valentina's lower than normal, take her. I think she wins this one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would feel good about it. But I will say, Andrade definitely seems to have a little bit more of an idea of how to approach this fight in, in a way. She, When I spoke to her, actually, the other day, too, she really has it in her mind that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get on top and, and kind of work my top game because that is, I mean, that's a that definitely is a considered weakness of Shevchenko here, I think. If there's any weakness at all, it's probably her her bottom grappling game now. She can still win down there too, but I think if that's the approach, if you're trying to just kind of beat her, you definitely want to avoid the striking, and you definitely don't want to be on the bottom trying to grapple that way. So no. yeah, but can she get her down? I don't know, probably not. I'm going to say Shevchenko wins, but I will say Shevchenko wins by I'm going to say fourth round TKO. Uh, I'm going to go with decision. Okay, I would be surprised there either. I'm not picking rear naked chokes for everybody this week. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out. That that cursed the whole. Didn't that, work out. That put all. an X on the whole damn thing. <laughs> and then the final title fight, the one we were, uh, of course, just speaking about earlier, Zhang Weili going against Rose Nami Yunus here. I like this one. What do you think is going to happen? I think it's a fun fight, and I'm leaning towards Thug Rose pulling Thug. off the upset. Okay, okay, I'm going with Zhang. All right. I mean, it's a good pick. She hasn't really lost, and she looks fantastic. I mean, she obviously came out of. Uh, ahead on one of the, I would have to think, one of the most mentally draining fights that any woman's ever been through because that was, I mean, just the, the sheer level of action that's being uh, conducted in the cage as she was able to weather storms for and, and really, you know, ebb and flow and find and dig deep after what I perceive to be her losing, you know, rounds three and four. She mm-hmm. easily could have lost momentum, and but mm-hmm. I think she found that extra gear and she was able to pour it on. And, and I think if you have a fighter like that who has that mental fortitude uh, and especially the ability to have done that and known she can come out of the other side. And I'm not saying Rose isn't mentally tough. I think a lot of people question uh, Rose uh, and her mental state here. But like, I mean, when she gets in the cage, the woman knows how to fight. It's. I just think she steps up for the big moments. I think. She, so. I think she's. I think she knows how to compartmentalize and be a fighter. I'm not going to even comment on her. Uh, you know, her mental. I don't think that's a fair thing to do because when she gets in there, this is what we see, and she's a good fighter. Yeah. So, who do you think's judging? Well, I should probably say who I think I'm going to win, right? I'm going. I'm going with uh, with Zhang. Oh, did I? Did, did I? Not? You... Oh, I, uh, I couldn't remember if I didn't say it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Zhang. I'm going to say by decision, though. Okay, uh, Rose by decision. Okay, well, we'll see. Maybe it'll be another classic. Yep. 
another split and headache uh, of the future. We'll see. <laughs> judges, but the judges for this one. You know, again, we don't really know. This is this is going to be Florida. Troy so, Winkapaw. Troy Winkapaw. Hey, maybe maybe they'll get one of the kind of local judges they've used. Barry Luxemburg. Uh, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be more like Sal D'Amato flying in. You know, Eric Cologne. I wonder uh, if Cologne will be in Jersey. He's a Jersey guy. PFL's in Jersey. That's right. PFL is uh, in the New Jersey Atlantic City bubble, so it's possible he's one of those. Uh, we'll see. Also, could be Dave Torelli, who's another yeah. New Jersey judge, but Dave Torelli has worked in Florida uh, before, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be Chris Lee and, and you know, kind of the guys we typically see, too. I, I imagine it's going to be a, a, a lot of traveling judges who we've seen in Vegas, but there will still be some of the local judging that we've had in there before that's just kind of my hunch yeah, on what likely. we'll see but you know florida judges i have to say i didn't think i don't think they have uh as bad a no. local judging we gave them great praise for that yeah i thought they did so. fine last time when it was in may mm-hmm. last year those first few events they had in jacksonville with no crowd um so i i have confidence in this group this isn't a, a commission that i think drops the ball in terms of the way they assign judges yeah perfectly said what any other fights you're looking forward to yeah, I want to see the Jimmy Crute fight against Anthony Smith. I like that one at 205. I think Crute is is really a rising kind of talent at that weight class. Uh, nothing against Smith. I think he, he at least staved off the bleeding that he was kind of having in this division. And, for, you know, he came from such a high spot and basically had a free fall yeah. over the last few fights. But, yeah, I think... I do feel good about Crude here. I think he's a finisher. I think he's he's really a rising talent here, and I think he I think he'll put away Anthony Smith. I'm going to say him, you know, let's say round two or round three, just because we've seen before Smith kind of fades. I'm with you. Uh, Jimmy Crude's awesome. I think this is a big step in competition. He's going to rise to the occasion, get the finish. What about any, anything else for you? You want to say? You know what? Uh, I guess the other main main card attraction: Chris Weidman versus Uriah Hall. Yeah, I mean that's it. That's a rematch from way so, way back. I don't even remember. I think it was Ring of Combat guy. Oh, that wasn't even a UFC. I'm fight. pretty sure. Oh, okay. I, I actually don't have that information in front of me either. But I'm I'm about ninety percent on that one. And I'm gonna go with Chris Weidman by decision, as long as his chin doesn't get touched. Yep, I actually just looked it up. Ring of Combat. It was the third pro fight in Weidman's career. Two fights before he made his UFC debut. Okay. He won in AC. By first round TKO. Okay. Obviously, that fight 11 years ago has all the bearing on what's going to happen in this one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said, I think Weidman wrestles, gets a decision as long as he doesn't get his chin touched. I think he's going to get his chin touched. I think your eye hall is going to win this one. I, okay. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll, I'll say a first round uh, KO. Okay. Yeah. And that's it for us. It's so great to be back in your presence, my man. It was awesome. This was great. I look forward to being able to do this uh, more frequently. I don't know if we will do it for every show. We'll see how it goes. That's more the limitations of our lifestyles now. Yeah, as best we can. We'll figure it out. But, I mean, hopefully hopefully you guys noticed how much more awesome our show is when we're in our uh, each other's presence. Yeah, and, pretty uh, much. I hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the fights. And, uh, you know, be safe in Jacksonville, anybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. Take care.